still dealing with faith, perspective, unlocking the glory within us, within me. That's only done by faith. So there's a faith perspective that we must understand. Turn to your neighbor and say, speak faith. Now, let's turn that around and say, faith speaks. I will explain that in a minute, okay? Our scripture is still coming out of Ephesians, and, and I hope you pray this every morning. I, I hope that you have gotten to the place that, that, you, that you wake up in the morning before you start the day and that, and that you are expecting God to do the exceedingly, abundantly above. This, this is a faith talk. This is a faith expectation that ought to change the way we start the day. <laughs> you know, you need to cover yourself with faith before you start the day because you don't know what's going to hit that day. And you face whatever hits by faith. So, so now under him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that worketh that's already in us. <laughs> to him be glory. In the church, by Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever, amen. I'll give God some praise in the house. Lord, even now, saturate us with your word, allow the your presence to be so strong that it creates in us a openness to hear what the Spirit is saying. Lord, I'm placing expectation even now on what is going to take place, on, on what you're going to do on the inside. Well, we may not see nothing on the outside, but as long as it happens on the mm, inside. Father, shift some things. Lord, change some things. Lord, set loose some things. Lord, bind some things. Lord, set free some things. Lord, heal something. Lord, fix something. Lord, meet us where we are, but take us where you want us to be. Allow us to change our faith perspective that we may walk in what you have already prepared for us, even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I don't know why, but this couple of days ago, uh, I, I was, I was, I was, my, my iPad is set up where it opens by my thumb. <laughs> What's this? It don't open by my left thumb. It only right opens by my right thumb because I set it up on my right thumb and my right thumb is different than my left thumb. Every one of you can place your thumb on the key, and it won't open up for you because your thumb is unlike my thumb. Your thumb is different than... Take a look at your thumb. 
If you like me, you got to look real close because I can't see like I used to see. But there is a pattern on your thumb, and if you go through each of your fingers, each of your fingers got a different pattern. There is over 3 billion people on the face of the earth, and nobody got your thumb pattern. <laughs> you within yourself is different than anybody else on the face of the earth. And even both your thumbs are different. God so made you so unique that nobody else can copy your thumbprint. From the beginning of the time to the end of time, your thumbprint would be only your thumbprint. If God cared so much about your earth suit that is made out of dust, and he made it so unique that it only got your name on it. How much more has he placed inside of you? Your inside is made in the image of God. The glory is on the inside, not on the outside. And what God has for you is for you. And can't nobody take what God has for The problem is this. Satan knows that the only way you can attain and walk upon the path God has by, for you is by our faith. So what is at stake is you walking in your purpose, you attaining your destiny by your faith. And if Satan can get us wrapped up in our thinking, he will impede and hinder what you receive from the Lord. <laughs> Did you get me? Listen, it's already given, but you got to go get it. And the only way you can go get it is by your faith. Watch this, watch this. I, I said that we speak faith, but when you begin to speak faith, something happens on the inside. And if you speak faith long enough, when trouble hits, before you know it, faith will speak without you even trying to speak it. Oh, yeah, 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 I got, I got some confused faces here. Have you ever been indignant because something happened and it had no right to happen and before you knew it, you were saying in the name of Jesus? Have you ever, have you ever started standing on the promises of God because Satan has attacked you and before, without even thinking something rose up inside of you came out of your own mouth and you heard yourself saying have you ever been asleep and it felt like something invisible was holding you and you couldn't move but when you said the word Jesus they had to let you Something in the inside rolls up inside of you, and the next thing you knew, you was, yeah. What we don't understand is when you speak the word of God out of your mouth, it has power out of your mouth. This, did you know how much power is in the house? If we just put the word of God in our mouth and stand and speak, it begins with me speaking. But after a while, faith will rise up inside of you and speak the word. I think 
That's what happened to David. I know he's only 16. I, I know he's young, but he's been spent. Trouble's not always bad. Trouble will teach you to spend time with God. When everybody has abandoned you, God will be right there. Is there anybody in the house? You felt like you was all by yourself. And in your long time, God showed up and said, I haven't abandoned you. I ain't going nowhere. I told you I would never leave you nor forsake you. And you found out that being by yourself with TV off and radio off became your sanctuary. I don't know about you, so I'm the most blessed time is when I'm driving in my car with nothing on and I'm talking to God and God talking to me. When God got you in the desert place, he got your attention. David learned some things that when he saw Goliath, I don't think David could help himself. I think David got mad and said, he has no right. You know what? I think for some of us, God is waiting on us to speak. Because he has already spoken. And God is waiting for us to take his word and speak to our... Some of us wait till Sunday morning before we say anything to God. You know what? If I wait Sunday to Sunday, I'll be dead by the next Sunday. <laughs> I'll be out of my mind. <laughs> I have to constantly be in the presence of God to keep me in my right mind. Does anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? Sometimes the attack of the devil, just living in this crazy world, walking around crazy folks, sometimes crazy in your own family. Keep straight ahead. Don't look, don't, don't. Play it off. Play it off. In order to keep you, you better have your mind stayed on God. You better know how to speak the word of God. David is not doing something new. He's doing what he always does. So whenever he sees a trouble, he knows his position. Couple things you better know. You better know who your God is. You better know his character. You better know some word and some promises. And you better know who you are in Christ Jesus. You better know that you're covered by the blood. See, you can have all the faith in God, but if you don't know who you are, because the devil will take you back where you came from. Am I speaking to anybody? He will remind you all the stuff you have did. And, for, and many times, you don't have to go back that far. But what I love about it is, once the blood is on it, he can't bring it back up. Start reminding the devil that you're covered by the blood. That's power. Allow me, allow me, allow me, let me go. Let me go a little bit farther. Faith comes by hearing. But here it may be out of your own mouth. You need to hear it. The best, the best psychology book in the world is the Bible. God knows how he made us. When you hear something 
over and over again, something clicks on the inside. If you hear negative stuff over and over again, something clicks on the inside. When you hear the word of God, God says, Abraham, I'm going to change your name. You're not Abram anymore. You Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations, our father of multitude. God says this to Abraham before Abraham has any children. Why would God change his name before and not after? Why? Because Abraham had to trust God for what he didn't see. So watch this. So God is helping him in the process because now when anybody asked him what his name is, he says, Father of any nation. Every time somebody called his name, Father of any nation. Whenever Sarah called him Abraham, Father of many nations. Now, now watch this, watch this, watch this. He got servants, and they're saying, Abraham. So guess what he hear? Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. Every day, Abraham, father of many nations, father of many nations, father of many nations, father of many nations, father of many nations. You know what begins to happen? He's believing it before he sees it because he keep on hearing it. His faith is rising up every time he hears it because God is processing him and getting him ready for years. He's hearing Father of Many Nations. Listen, he's 90 years old, Father of Many Nations. He's old and, and Sarah's old, but Father of Many Nations. What are you hearing in your head? What are we saying out of our mouth? Because whatever we are putting in, that's what you're going to get out. This is a battle, y'all. That that if we learn how to work the word, the word will work for you. The word will do a work for you. God, God is trying to keep us, take us on the blessing that he has for us, but We won't get there unless we trust him. Can't no, turn to your neighbor and say, can't nobody stop you but you. Hold on, turn turn, turn to him and say, you are either your biggest blessing or your biggest hindrance. It's what you do with what you got. Watch this. God has already placed you, but in order to bring it out of you, you got to believe that it's in you. If you don't believe glory is in you, you will never allow God to bring the glory out of you. But when you begin to change your mind about you, most of our battles is here. And the way I change here is by what I speak. Because if I keep on speaking what God says, after a while, it's going to click in my thinking. You know why y'all quiet? Because we all battle with self-talk. We all are, are, are victims of somebody saying something. Parents, be careful what you say to your children. Your children are arrows in your quiver, and a parent is supposed to take the arrow and point your child toward their destiny. Not just knowing God, but their destiny who they are in God, that they are, that they are blessed and highly favored. But if we speak negative into them, and we say, 
I don't care how mischievous the little girl or little boy is. Quit calling them bad. Because they're going to recall in their mind, mama called me bad. Daddy called me bad. So, so when they're a teenager and they bad, Brit was in, he was in with a, a carrier. And I heard Charles Stanley say that he started speaking to his, 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 his kids when they were small, saying, um, love God, and God loves you. He, he wasn't even walking. And I started speaking it because I was taking him to the babysitter. And every day I was speaking. It was about, he was a teenager, and and he starts saying, you know what? I love God, and I know God loves you. And I stopped. I said, yes, sir. where you get that from? You can't remember me saying that. You was too young to remember. But watch this. But I planted a seed in his spirit, and the spirit don't forget anything. What are you setting your kids up for? Matter of fact, what are you setting yourself up for? Sometimes we got to change our preset. Came in here this morning, it was cold. Matter of fact, it was off. So I, sorry. So I cut it on, and I changed the setting. As soon as I changed the setting, I heard a click, and I heard a heater come on. I know some of y'all said, cut it down. <laughs> when you change your own setting, Something's going to click. And when you speak the word of God, you are changing the preset. Listen, somebody set you. Now that you're old enough, go back and set yourself. Take back control over your destiny. And you go set yourself. By fact, if me and Lynette are best friends, and all she talk is negative, I still love you. I just can't do you very often. You messing up my setting. It's comfortable being here, but what drew us together is that we talk alike. But must I know better? Hold on. Must I know better? Now I say, come with me. But if she don't want to come, I love you. Always be friends. I call you in a month. <laughs> I have to determine how much of her I can take because I got to get where God wants me to be. You got to be so prayed up because everything is trying to set the course for you. And if we don't take control on setting the course, then we're going to miss what God has for us. Listen. It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. At some point, you got to quit blaming your mama. You got to quit blaming your daddy. You got to quit blaming your past. Because I know a God 
that can use your negative past to make you a blessing for somebody else. I know a God that would turn your ashes into beauty. I know a God that would give you a ministry because you've been someplace and you can help others overcome where they Wait a minute. You have to see yourself as that. How do you see you? Don't matter how anybody else see you. How do you see you? And what's this? And it should be changing and growing all the time. You ought to feel some destiny on the inside. God did not favor you and how he blessed you for you to stay where you are. But I have to discover how God, what setting he has with my name on it. Let me show you. Watch this, watch this. Hebrews 1 and 12, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. So therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off, throw aside every encompassed unnecessary weight in that sin which so readily, defily, and cleverly clings to, entangles us, and let us run with patience and endurance. Why patient endurance? The hardest thing on this journey is the waiting. <laughs> huh? In order to make it to where he's taking me, I got to learn how to handle the waiting. (laughs) Matter of fact, my faith is made perfect in the waiting. In fact, my character is proven in the waiting. So wait a minute. So waiting, I need to know what to do while I'm waiting. But wait a minute. Not him. Man, you, 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 you going on vacation soon? Huh? No, out away. Sit down. <laughs> you went home for Christmas. You went to Jamaica. How, how, how long in advance did you buy the tickets? Huh? Few months. Did you start getting ready the day of? When did you start getting ready to go to Jamaica? Hold on. They can't hear you. <laughs> Say that again. As soon as I start planning to buy the ticket. Hold on. You planned to buy the ticket. Yep. Then you bought the ticket. Yes. How did it feel to buy the ticket? Oh, good. Wait a minute, but you wasn't in Jamaica yet. I know. But it felt good yep. just to have the ticket. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Hold on. You don't see Jamaica. You're not on the plane. Not, not yet. But you was excited. Yes, sir. Buying the ticket. Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. Huh? Did you start praising God? Oh, I was excited. Huh? Oh, yeah. Hold on. You you had not went nowhere yet. Not yet. It was months away. Yes, sir. But yet on the inside, you was what? Excited. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He had an expectation already in the work. Hold on. Hold on. on. So the closer the day got, (laughs) 
<laughs> Why you laughing, man? What? The closer you get, the more excited you become. What, did you start packing the day up? No, sir. What you start doing? Packing, preparing stuff before. How long before? Ah, I, I, I couldn't tell you definitely how long, but oh, it, it wasn't the last day. So, so was it on your mind? It was on my mind. At work? At work. At home? At home. In your sleep? In my sleep. At school. Yeah. Was you dreaming about the good time you was going to have? Yep. Wait a minute. Did you have some bad days in between the ticket? Absol and Absolutely. But did that steal the joy? It sure didn't. Of your expectation? It sure didn't. Okay. You two weeks out. Yes, sir. How you feel? Real good. <laughs> You're one week out. Real, real good. You're three days out. It's hard to sleep. Two days out. It's even harder to sleep. One day out. Can't sleep. The day of. Sleep is not even an option. than we do to God. overwhelming. Why? Because it was it was the first Christmas in Jamaica since I left. So it was in I was wait I've been waiting in anticipation that one day I'll get to spend a Christmas in Jamaica. And when I finally made it there for Christmas, it was a dream come true. you waiting for? David said, I would have fainted if I had not had an expectation in my struggle, in my storm, in my heartache. In, I mean, wait a minute, not heaven, but I, I'm expecting God to bless me on this side of heaven. I'm expecting God to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask, I can imagine. I have an expectation on the table. Is there anybody in the house got an expectation? Oh, y'all don't sound like y'all got an expectation. Oh, y'all don't sound like y'all really believe in God, but something on the table. God says, when you are waiting for me, I am really waiting on you. Isaiah. Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30. 
think it begins at verse 18. Out of the Amplified. It says, look what it says. It says, therefore, the Lord earnestly wait. I looked up that wait in the Greek, and it's the same wait that the Greek uses for us waiting on God. Hold on, did y'all hear that? Listen, 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 listen. You know, the the Bible says to have an expectation in your weight and excitement. Now watch this. God says, I have a weight. I'm waiting on you all. Y'all say y'all waiting on me, but I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to wait on me. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm waiting on you. How can I say this? What gives God's joy is not God's highest joy. Now, don't get me wrong. He loves to bless you. But when he sees you waiting on him, he said, look at my boy. My, my boy, he don't see nothing yet, and he's trusting me. My boy has an excitement before the fulfillment of the ticket. My boy, every day, is thanking me and don't even see what I'm going to do yet. My sister is shouting glory, and I haven't even done anything yet. You know what God said? I'm excited. At your excitement. You moved me because your faith got you excited. Well, your faith got me excited. Read it on. The Lord says earnestly, wait, expecting, looking and longing to be gracious. What's it? Therefore, can I sit next to you? He said, God. Which one in here have an expectation on me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't lift yourself up unless you're ready to do something. It's not he sitting down. Look what it says. Therefore, he lifts himself up earnestly looking to see who's waiting in faith with joy, with excitement, with thanksgiving on him. Who don't see nothing, but by faith have an expectation on the table. That he may have mercy on you. Show you loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Next verse. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied. Off are all those who earnestly, watch this, same word, wait on him. Now this, look what this verse says. It says, when you waiting, God is waiting for the completion of your waiting. He wants your waiting to have his finished work on your character. He can't wait to bless you, but he's waiting on the completion of your character because your perseverance worketh your character. And your character worketh experience which now adds to your faith because if you wait and don't quit and keep on thanking him and praising him, God, when the time is right, will bless you and you will see the fulfillment of your waiting. You know what's happened sometimes in my life? I quit waiting. Because I thought it took too long. Oh, yeah. 
Watch this now. When I quit waiting, God says, okay, I'm not waiting. Don't we both just sitting here? Because God is waiting for me to lean. Watch this. Justin. Now go back. Word, you don't worry about it. 
Well, you got your tickets. You don't worry about it. Well, you got your promise. You just keep on saying, Lord, I got my promise. Thank you. I don't know when. I don't know how. But while I'm waiting, I am sitting on the seat of expectation. Because I know. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. David, after he killed Goliath, in 17, verse 54, he cuts off the head. And he takes the head and he buries the head of Goliath. Now, this is the future Jerusalem. Uh He buries it outside. Uh Because that's not Jerusalem yet. That's a fortified structure of the Jebusites. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That Israel have not been able to destroy. They got a water system that comes up on the inside. So they got gardens on the inside. They got everything they need on the inside. I went through the tunnel way of the spring. It's carved out of limestone. We, we, we went, you had to go low. You had to, you had to, had to make your way through. It was, it was, it was closed in, but at one time it was full of water. David said to one of his guys, "Listen, twenty-seven years later, when he became king over all Israel, he said, I'm gonna tear your this stronghold down.' Listen." Some of us got strongholds that need to come down. And I don't care how long they've been there. The power of the blood of Jesus can tear down. Listen, David now, 27 years later, is now king over all Israel. But the Jebusite is right in the middle of what's supposed to be Israel. He cut off the water and climbed through the tunnel and killed him. Hold on. Which means that now this is the kingdom of David. You know what I think David said? Based on what God did 27 years ago. The same God who did it then, going to do it now. Has anybody got a testimony? The same God. The same God. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A thousand years after David comes Jesus. Hold on now. They, 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 they beat him. They put a thorn crown on him. They put a purple robe on him. Somebody said crucify him. In order to crucify him, they couldn't crucify him inside of the city. So they took him outside of the city. Hold on now. They took him to a place called the skull. Uh, y'all don't hear me. David placed the skull of Goliath outside of the city. Goliath was a type of devil. Jesus was crucified outside of the city, a place called the skull. Hold on. I think I need to go back. Go back. Goliath is a type of devil, and David is a type of Jesus. A thousand years before the coming of Jesus, 
David is saying, the devil going to come down outside of the city. The skull of Goliath might have been buried at the same place that Jesus was crucified. The skull was planted at the skull. But the Savior was crucified at the skull. And when Jesus was crucified, he nailed his enemy to the cross. So guess what? Our sins, our victory was won outside the city so that we can march into the city with no sin on us. God is covered in the blood. Hold on. Don't you see what he's saying? Okay. Then I'm through. David says, my victory right now is my testimony of my future victory. But my current victory and my future victory is a testimony of even a greater victory. What I did in the natural, my Savior is going to come and do in the spiritual. What I did for Israel, he's going to do for everybody. When I conquered Goliath, he conquered the devil. I want victory for my people. He wants victory for his people. In other words, your victory has already been won. He did it on the cross. He did it on the cross. He said, it is finished. It is done. Nothing else need to be done. It's over. It is finished. It is accounted for. Three days later, not Saturday, but early come Sunday, he got up with all power in his hands because he got up. We get up. Satan can no longer hold you. He has no right. Did you see that? Tell the devil, you can't hold me. You can't hold me. I'm already set free. You can't hold me. It's already done. In the blood of Jesus, 